Well, hello and happy Teamwork Tuesday, Wise Creative. What is going on? I am very interested in to see what we will uncover today as our topic or yeah, our topic this week is about ceasing to strive, allowing God to be exalted and really, truly not laying our affections on this world to gratify our flesh, the allurement of this world to be obsessed with status and importance, and most importantly, to advance the kingdom because the world is passing away. We are no longer aligning ourselves with the values of this world. And because of that, the world hates us. (laughs) So this is going to be really interesting because how do we navigate that when networking, when dealing with projects? We talked a little bit about that yesterday, about the mindset of dealing with projects with others. But how do we do that when they hate us or they might do stuff or they have manipulation or they start doing things without us because of our stance? So we're going to go ahead and dig into that today after prayer. Creative Wisdom Digest offers daily opportunities to experience the joys of endurance in building biblical wisdom within our creative workflows and projects. This podcast is for creative professionals, entrepreneurs, digital creators, and even if you love to create as a hobby or you're ready to pick back up a creative talent that you've been longing to get back into. As long as you are aspiring to create Having the original creator, our maker, as our guidance, we can create in the midst of chaos. Our creative success is inevitable as long as we put into practice daily biblical meditation in our endeavors. My name is Tiffany M. Ruffner, and I'll be your host along this creative journey. Remember to follow so you'll be notified of each episode. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you and I bless you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. And we just, we're grateful. We're grateful to be in the land of the living we're grateful to be your children we're grateful that you continue to guide us and to keep us and so lord i pray oh lord god today that we are able to see how we could be of a benefit and a light and allow our lights to shine within teamwork but how do we really truly deal with others when they become critical because of our stance and our love for you within our project. So Lord, I pray, Lord God, that you give us divine revelation on how to deal with this and um, that we were able to move forward with peace and still stand true to what your word says. We give you all the glory and praise even now in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Yeah. So I felt like this is kind of like a tough topic because we have a certain way of being a certain way of living and we we won't compromise and when compromise takes place we kind of talked a little bit about that yesterday but if you compromise you're not really truly standing on the word of God you're looking more like the world and not like him and that can be an issue because really truly you're not choosing the way and then you're you know you don't want to get to the point where he says depart from me I never knew you so you're doing all this stuff and 
and showing or showing up to other people as you know God, but you really have, it's more like a religion, right? There's a scripture that says, you know, people act a certain way, but they deny the power thereof. So you deny the power that's actually inside. The Amplified Classic Bible says in 2 Timothy 3 verse 5, For although they hold a form of piety, true religion, they deny and reject and are strangers to the power of it. Their conduct belies the genuineness of their profession. Avoid all such people. Turn away from them. We don't want to be in that number, right? We don't want to have a form of godliness, yet we don't have the power. And we know that we get to that by making decisions moment by moment to choose what Holy Spirit is saying. It's like in the moment you know, Joshua said, choose this day who you will serve so you can intentionally make the choice in the day when you start out the day to serve God or you can serve yourself to you serve the world. The choice should be to serve God. But there's a moment by moment decision that we make of whether or not we're going to follow the Holy Spirit and what Holy Spirit is saying. We find ourselves faced with this when we are dealing with others in teamwork or we're working with others on projects and even to the point to where those of us who are being the light may get talked about we may get ridiculed people may mess with us they might try to make jokes and be mean it could get really bad as far as how that ends up happening and I know there's people in other countries who have way more things to face as far as their lives, you know, they, if other people find out who they are, they could be killed. And yet they still want to get the, the gospel out. But how does that look for us as creatives, as we're trying to work with other people on projects? I think that truly we just need to be ourselves, but sometimes everybody doesn't have like a personality that can go over really well like inside of a situation and someone is mean to you <laughs> but I just feel like like on a moment by moment basis our our situation if somebody says something if they're being critical like if somebody's being critical to you our response should not be sarcasm I was reading this bible devotional plan a couple of weeks ago and it was talking about sarcasm and so in this devotional, you know, looking at sarcasm a little bit deeper, you see that the word is derived from the Greek verb sarcasm. I hope I'm saying that right. I have no idea. But it, it literally means to tear flesh like a dog. And so sarcasm is actually labeled the lowest form of humor. Yet it is prominent, right, in, in our interactions and in our communications and Every single place that we tend to go to and a lot of Christians, they use it and sarcasm is actually could be used against you if somebody doesn't like you. Remember our focus verse this week, John 15 verse 19 in the Passion Translation says, if you were to give your allegiance to the world, they will love and welcome you as one of their own. But because you won't align yourself with the values of this world, they will hate you. 
I have chosen you and taken you out of the world to be mine. So the values of this world is doing things like sarcastic things and they can, uh, people can literally begin to use sarcasm to divide the people in the group or the project from you because you are different. You are being a light because you're literally showing the grace of God. And I think that we want to be aware of how we are instead going to show up to other people from a place of compassion, um, from a place of using kind words, from a place of using encouraging words, um, words to lift up and words to praise. Thanksgiving is our dialect. Um, that's actually in the mat, uh, That's actually something that I found in the message translation of Ephesians 5, um, somewhere in that (laughs) section between verses 1 and 20. But it said Thanksgiving is our dialect, so we shouldn't sound like the world. Yet at the same time, what do you do when there's people around you and you're trying to work with them, yet they are having sarcastic exchanges? Also in that devotional, it said that a Christian school teacher used the word scarcasm because of the emotional wound that sarcasm produces. So I think applying creative wisdom in these situations is very important. For instance, Joseph, he had a dream, right? And he told his dream to his dad and his brothers. Yet Joseph's brothers, they came to work against what could have been a different story or a different way. Now, I, I really don't know because I'm not God. And I don't know like if God would have had a different way had Joseph not shared his dream. But in Genesis chapter 37, verse 18, uh, when Joseph brothers saw him coming, they recognized him in the distance. And as he approached, they made plans to kill him. Here comes the dreamer, they said. Come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns. We can tell our father a wild animal has eaten him. Then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. But when Reuben heard of this scheme, he came to Joseph's rescue. Let's not kill him, he said. Why should we shed any blood? Let's just throw him into this empty cistern here in the wilderness. Then he'll die without our laying a hand on him. Reuben was secretly planning to rescue Joseph and return him to his father. So when Joseph arrived, his brothers ripped off the beautiful robe he was wearing. Then they grabbed him and threw him into the cistern. Now the cistern was empty. There was no water in it. Then just as they were sitting down to eat, they looked up and saw a caravan of camels in the distance coming toward them. It was a group of Ishmaelite traders taking a load of gum, balm, and aromatic resin from Gilead down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, what will we gain by killing our brother? We'd have to cover up the crime. Instead of hurting him, let's sell him to those Ishmaelite traders. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. And his brothers agreed. So when the Ishmaelites, who were the Midianite traders, came by Joseph's brothers, pulled him out of the cistern and sold him to them for 20 pieces of silver and the traders took him to Egypt. Sometime later, Reuben returned to get Joseph out of the cistern. When he discovered that Joseph was missing, 
He tore his clothes in grief. Then he went back to his brothers and lamented, the boy is gone, what will I do now? Then the brothers killed a young goat, dipped Joseph's robe in the blood. They sent the beautiful robe to their father with this message. Look at what we found. Doesn't this robe belong to your son? Their father recognized it immediately. Yes, he said, it is my son's robe. A wild animal must have eaten him. Joseph has clearly been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes and dressed himself in burlap. He mourned deeply for his son for a long time. His family all tried to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. I will go to my grave mourning for my son, he would say, and then he would weep. Meanwhile, the Midianite traders arrived in Egypt where they sold Joseph to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Potiphar was captain of the palace guard. Okay, so I wanted to go through that so that you can see how Joseph's brothers actually went against a team effort. Now, it's interesting because if you see in there how Reuben actually wanted to save Joseph and bring him back to his father, but Reuben didn't have the courage to say that in front of his other brothers. So that's really interesting that Reuben, the oldest, actually, he was the eldest of Jacob's 12 sons. And he did not have the courage to confront his younger brothers about not throwing or getting rid of Joseph and killing him. He had to like literally in his head, do it in secret. And then Judah, he decided to let's not kill. We're going to go ahead and just send him into slavery or sell him off. I think that both of those situations, like one, okay, Judah actually had a heart hard enough to not kill his brother. And he knew that it would be a consequence to it. Reuben definitely did not want that. He was going to bring him back to his dad. Yet, I guess Reuben was not there when Judah decided let's sell him instead so Reuben must have been gone because it said that he returned back and didn't see Joseph there Reuben he kind of played the coward role and Judah he had an idea because he wasn't going to let his brother die but overall out of all of them they they did not choose to have their father have peace most of all and so you know later on we find out that Joseph or they find out that Joseph actually has a higher position. Joseph says that you meant it for evil. God meant it for good because he knew that this generation had to continue on. And I'm sure he learned, you know, throughout the years, like why he had that dream. I think that a lot of times we do have like seasons, like we want to know why something happened. But all in all, as we are going through those things, we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And that's what's most important. It's most important for us to just stay focused, even when we are working on projects with others, that we remember that the main thing is that we are reflecting Christ, that we are showing up as that. And then we pray we pray when we're dealing with certain situations because it might not turn out how we want it to happen in that point. Joseph went through all of that pain, all that torment. He was lied on while he was uh, in Potiphar's house. It was a lot of stuff going on. It was, it was a lot, right? And if we all knew, you know, that something good is supposed to happen at the very end, we can just 
hang on, right? Faith without works is dead. So we have to continue to keep our faith up. And prayer is the work at that point. (laughs) Prayer is the work because sometimes it's like, okay, it's like actual work that you're doing. But if you're thrown into a situation, you can't do anything about it. Like you're in a pit or you're in prison. You can't do anything about it because somebody placed you there. You can pray. (laughs) You can pray. And so with our creative projects, we not we may not be able to move somebody because we're in a place of employment and we have to work with that person. Or we might be working on a project for school and you're in a class or something and you have to work with the group partners, but they're not they're acting a certain type of way towards you. And it might be difficult, but prayer really, truly, it helps you if it doesn't move them. It'll move you to where even if you're kind to them, they what else can they do to you? So I just want to end us on that note today. I had a whole nother thing that I was saying, but I was like, this episode is long again. I'm going to go ahead and change the ending. So I hope you all have an amazing day. God bless you. And we will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in today, Wise Creative. I have something special that I would like to offer you. If you've been finding yourself finishing things later than expected and or you haven't been completing your creative projects, join our virtual creative workflow community. We meet twice a day, three times a week in the morning and in the afternoons for those of you who are in North America. If you're interested in more information, send me a direct message on Instagram or Facebook by March 1st so you can get in before the relaunch of this product. DM me the words creative workflow to my Instagram or Facebook at Tiffany M. Ruffner. That information is also in the description. Have a blessed day.